It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. After the first half of the NFL season, the Broncos sit at 5-5. Five and five. Who are some offensive players that have surprised us through the first half of the season? Who are some players that we hope surprise us in the second half, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball, not to mention some of the storylines that Broncos fans should be watching here in Week 11 while the Broncos are on the bye week. We break that down and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos, taking a look today at offense and defensive surprise players from the first half of the season and players that we hope can surprise us during the second half slate, which is scheduled for next week, week 12, when the Denver Broncos host the Los Angeles Chargers. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Cody Rourke, joined alongside my co-host, Sarah Benger. Both of us covered the Denver Broncos for the Locked On Network in 9 News. You can follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow, subscribe, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube, turn on notifications. Notifications. And thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listener today. Sarah, my friend, hey, it's great to see you. The bye week blues continue. No game this week. It's kind of nice to approach a weekend, having a little bit of a reset. I think the Broncos fans are also doing that as well. I think Broncos fans are going to watch the games this weekend and kind of just sit back and relax and not have to stress about, hey, today's game day. What are we going to see from the Broncos? Definitely. Definitely going to be a relaxing Sunday, Cody, at least, you know, in terms of not having a Broncos game to really stress us all out, right? And we get to a lot of us you know we're just going to turn on the red zone channel and we're just going to just watch put the remote down get your favorite snack get a cup of whatever you do during the game to actually enjoy football hopefully your fantasy football teams do well it's one of those weekends where i mean things are okay right i mean the broncos are five and five and and that's not a losing record at this point which is 10 games into the season so you're at 510 games into the season you get to chill relax Flip on the Red Zone channel if you got that and, and just kind of enjoy the weekend of football. It sounds it sounds pretty good to me, to be honest, Cody. Boom. I'm with you there, my friend. And, and great as always to see you here. Let's open up here on the offensive side of the ball here. Our offensive surprise players from the first half of the season. I'll, I'll kick things off here. Sarah, my surprise player on the offensive side of the ball for the Broncos through their first 10 games, it's been Javante Williams. And I don't think I, I think everybody is in agreement in Broncos country. 103 carries for him so far through 10 games, 513 yards rushing. But what even stands out to me a lot more his yards per carry average here, five yards per carry for Javante Williams. And I think it you know goes to a bigger question. How can the Broncos, because we've been asking this every week, how can they utilize him a lot more in the running game? I think it's a fair question, but he's my surprise player here. Sarah, who is your surprise player on the offensive side of the ball so far through the first 10 games? 
Well, I like that pick for you, Cody. I'm going with Noah Fant, the tight end. I think, you know, surprise can can go both ways, right? It could be good. It could be bad. And I think for most Broncos fans up to this point, I think Noah Fant has been a surprise kind of in the negative sense. You know, he's obviously been dealing with an injury dating back to even before the season started, having some troubles blocking, having some issues with penalties, definitely not getting enough opportunities either down the field or to gain yards after the catch. And so, up to this point, I would say it's been fairly, fairly surprising in a negative sense for Noah Fant, given the fact that going into this season, a lot of national media expected him to really take that jump into the upper echelon of tight ends in the NFL, you know, up there with the guys like Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and the the best of the best. And, and it just hasn't happened. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of that has to do with the quarterback position, in my opinion. But but at the same time, Noah Fant, he, he's got to do his job as well. He's got to go out there when he's asked. He's got to block. You know, he's got to stay away from the penalties. He's got to stay available and all those different types of things. So for me, I would say he's been the biggest surprise so far this season offensively. I'd say that's a very fair point as well that you make. And, and look, I think we're hoping for a better second half stretch for, for Noah Fant in terms of maybe how the Broncos utilize him. Also, I think from a personal performance level, I think he probably expects the same from himself as well. I, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, that, he does care. He wants to be good. He wants to contribute. And I think a lot of his frustration we've seen on the field has been they have not involved him in much. And I, and I certainly understand the frustration because, look, it's trickling to guys like Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, who are capable downfield threats. And the Broncos who's just refused to take shots, take you know chances with those guys there. And they're also afraid to take chances there with Noah Fant. So I, I get that, but I agree. I think that that's going to be something to watch. But now I want to ask you a question too about who's a player for the second half schedule here. For You know, you got minimal weeks remaining, you got seven games. Who is a player that you hope surprises you in a good way for the second half of the season here? Man, I feel like I would be being irresponsible, Cody, if I didn't say Teddy Bridgewater. I feel like his approval rating in Broncos country right now is at an all-time low. You know, the play against the Philadelphia Eagles that will live in Broncos infamy at this point where he didn't try to tackle uh, Darius Slay on that fumble run back. I think his approval rating is at an all-time low right now. And and the the faith in Teddy Bridgewater at this point in time is at an all-time low. I don't think the fan base is rallying around him at this point. So at this point, right, he's got to, he has to surprise in the second half of the season. In these last seven games, he has to do everything within his power to prove to Broncos country that that play is not going to define his time as a Denver Bronco. And that's going to be a tall order, right? I mean, he's bound to set a career record in, in passing touchdowns at this point, isn't he? I mean, he's, if not already surpassed that. So he's bound to set career numbers in his lone season in Denver. None of that is going to matter if he doesn't help them win games, if he's not helping this team actively, you know, he's got to be that tied to raise the boats. I'm not saying he has to be the MVP of the NFL, but the Broncos need to maybe win a couple games because of Teddy Bridgewater instead of not losing games with him as the quarterback. I think that's a very fair point. And I think that if Broncos fans want the team to have any success or momentum, even maybe even heading into next season, because as you mentioned, look, at five and five, Denver is not out of it. I mean, there's teams with, uh, I believe, six or seven losses right now in the NFL that are still in the playoff hunt because the AFC is wide open. I get it that Broncos fans don't have a lot of confidence in this football team based on the inconsistency that they can make the playoffs or that they could do anything if they got there. I certainly understand that. I'm not saying that you're less of a fan for not thinking that. I think that's your opinion. And 
saying, look, I, while they're still are there, while they have not yet mathematically been eliminated, I'm going to continue to operate on the assumption that hey, these are the things that they need to do if they want to get to that point of making it to the postseason. You know, my guy to, to keep an eye on the second half season is, is the guy we talked about first off with you is Noah Fant. I, I, you know, I want to see him utilized a lot more in this offense. And look, I would like to see him taken out of those situations where you don't have to necessarily worry about him having these one-on-one blocks against speed or edge rushers. You know, he's there and he chips. I think he chips really well when he's going out for a route. But the reality is he's just not made right now to be that guy who's going to take a pass pro rep and he's going to be blocking a speed rusher. I mean, offensive tackles have a hard enough time doing that as is. So you're going to make Noah Fant do it. That right there is a bigger question, I think, in a long scheme of things. But you got to find a way to get Noah Fant involved in this offense. I thought that the Philadelphia Eagles game was a little bit of a good start for maybe how that could be rectified in the second half of the schedule here. But, Sarah, coming up here in just a moment, you and I, we're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball, surprise players and players that we hope surprise us even further in the second half of the season. But before we talk about that, let me tell you about another surprise here, man. And I'm glad that the Get Upside app allows me to never have to pay full price at the gas pump ever again. And, Sarah, As we all know, gas prices are consistently rising and dropping, rising and dropping all across the country. One thing is for certain is that the GetUpside app will put money back into your bank account based on every time that you fill up your gas tank. And you can get 25 cents per gallon cash back every single time you go to the gas pump and you fill up. And if you sign up today with the GetUpside app, which is available free and everywhere in your Google Play Store, Apple App Store, you can get an additional 25 cents per gallon added onto the already 25 cents per gallon that you already get. So that's 50 cents per gallon cash back on the first time that you fill up with the get upset app when you use promo code touchdown that they make it easy for you to cash out you can connect your bank account paypal you can connect to amazon or other gift card brands and you can cash out that way and if you drive as much as me you can make up to 200 to 300 dollars a month in cash back alone with the get upset app so check it out today in your app store once you get promo code touchdown gets you an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back today with the get upside app Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Sarah, jumping into the second half action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, you can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey. We have you covered. And if you want to watch us on your TV screen, your television, or I mean your computer screen or your phone, we have you here on YouTube. Just hit the subscribe button on Lockdown Broncos. Turn on notifications so you never miss out on the action. And you can engage with us in the comment section down below. But Sarah, uh, talking about the defensive players that have surprised us through the first 10 games of the season, I'm going to let you start this one off. Who is the one player on the defensive side of the ball that you were watching through the first 10 games and you were surprised about their impact or their performance? Well, Cody, I had made my initial pick. I'm going to quick call an audible here. I think my initial pick was Caden Stearns. I'm going to actually go with Jonathan Cooper as the most surprising player for me defensively. He he has been awesome. And I think that a lot of times you can see guys playing the preseason going up against second and third string offensive tackles and say, wow, like that pass rusher looks like he's got some serious potential. But then you get to the regular season and it just doesn't quite translate the same. Of course, I mean, you're going up against – first string offensive tackles once you get to the regular season but man 
Jonathan Cooper, I feel like, has been better in the regular season going up against the the first offensive tackles than he was in the preseason going up against the backups. And, and he's making plays. He's getting pressures. He's getting hits. He's providing that spark in the pass rush that the Broncos desperately need. And like you mentioned on yesterday's episode too, Cody, I feel like he's doing a really good job of setting the edge. And that's a critical component to his game. You can't just be out there as a speed pass rusher. You've got to be able to set the edge. That's a really underrated aspect of his game. It's just that upper body strength, those strong hands, that strong upper body that he can engage with those tackles. And he's physically built to do that right away. So as a seventh round pick, man, he's been a huge surprise in my opinion for the Denver Broncos defense thus far. He's exceeded expectations. And look, I, I'm glad that you brought it up because we heard so much about him in training camp, the good practices he was having. We saw it firsthand in preseason, and then everybody, that question came up. Well, can he do it in the regular season against these other guys? Well, certainly he has been doing that so far. Like I said, I thought his game against the Philadelphia Eagles, he was probably the most impressive player on the defensive side of the field because there were times Jalen Hurts tried to get outside and he matched him. I mean, he was fired up. Jonathan Cooper is a player that I feel I can really build into something special here in Denver. Love to see it. I think that's a great selection. Another great selection happens to be the Broncos. First-round draft selection, Sarah, and I'm going to go with Patrick Sertan. Look, he has been nothing short of spectacular this season. Yeah, everyone's talking about the touchdown catch that Devonta Smith had, but here's the deal. That was great catch. That was great coverage, great throw by Jalen Hurts. I mean, it was great all around by all three parties by the Eagles side and by the Broncos coverage unit. As a DB, you're, you know, you're going to have to learn that there's going to be times where you have the best coverage possible and they still make a play. I can't be mad at that at all because from a technical standpoint, when he did that out and up, Sertan, I mean, he squeezed it. He was with him stride for stride, tight coverage. He even hit the ball too, Saren. You can't be mad when a wide receiver makes a play like that, a quarterback makes a play, and you know it, it is what it is. But outside of that, man, he's been fantastic. He's been great on deep ball coverage because I remember the one game where I really felt like he started to get more comfortable on the outside and really start to relish in when he was going against Chase Claypool on the outside. One-on-one -on -one fade ball. He tried to out-physical him, and Sertan matched him stride for stride, step for step, fitted in and got into phase on the hip, squeezed into the sideline, incomplete. He has been fantastic to watch. One interception on the year that came against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but also through 10 games, he has nine passes defense, there. So, and not a lot of teams are targeting him. When quarterbacks are targeting him, they have a 76.5 overall quarterback rating. So not very good when they look his direction and a 49% completion percentage when targeted. I, I'm, I'm loving Patrick Sertan. I think he was every bit as worth the pick that the Broncos did. George Payton and company got a good one. Uh, I, I'm sure you probably you ain't going to disagree there, but I was going to ask you here uh, in terms of for the second half of the season, Sarah, who is a player that you hope surprises us down the stretch here with just seven games remaining? Well, my hope and my hope, Cody, is that it's it's Bradley Chubb. And I think that, you know, just like with Teddy Bridgewater's approval rating kind of being in the tank right now, I feel like Bradley Chubb's not necessarily approval rating. But, man, people have forgotten how good he is. And you read yeah. some comments on Twitter and you see some things <laughs> like I, I try to ignore all Bradley Chubb discourse at this point because people are saying really dumb things about the way that he plays the game based yeah. on the fact that he's been injured. Look, Bradley Chubb is 25 years old. People give the guy a break. He's got probably, you know, at least seven really good years left ahead of him. Injuries in the NFL, they happen. I don't know if you, you remember that Von Miller tore his ACL in 2013 after he was suspended. He's had injuries. Other players have had injuries. Remember Elvis Dumerville, the pectoral injury? He missed an entire season. So, 
I think we need to lay off of Bradley Chubb. I mean, uh, the injuries are unfortunate, of course. You know, he had the torn ACL in 2019, kind of played through the ankle in, in 2020, and then obviously had the bone spur or whatever it was here in 2021. It, it feels like a lifetime ago at this point. So much has happened since that time. But, man, it, it would be surprising based on the things that I'm getting in my mentions and seeing on my timeline, Cody, about if, if Bradley Chubb would come out and have a huge – you know, second half of the season and the seven games remaining, if he comes out there in tandem with Jonathan Cooper, I mean, that, that kind of stuff gets me excited about Broncos football coming back. I know Bradley Chubb was working off to the side at practice last week. He was doing a little pregame warm-up. I saw some pictures of him at a charity event. There's nothing on his feet or on his leg. So I, I'm just piecing these things all together here, Cody. I feel like that timeline of the post-bye week could be holding true for Chubb. The Broncos would certainly love to have him against the Chargers. Uh, let's hope so, too. That will be huge, yes. And I think that with the additions of Stephen Weatherly, too, and, and rotating guys like Malik Reed, uh, that would be a tough challenge, I think, for anybody because you factor on Sean Slater, who's had a fantastic season so far for the Chargers. I think that when Bradley Chubb returns, I think we can see a little bit more. I mean, we talked about what happens when Von Miller Lee left the organization, got traded. It opens up the opportunity and the door for other guys to lead. And look, I think Bradley Chubb can become that because we remember last year, Bradley Chubb was the guy. Von Miller told him after he had that season-ending injury, that he, after when they're playing the New York Jets, like, hey, this is your room. You got to take over. You got to be the leader. I think Bradley Chubb is going to be in a position to do just that. So I'm excited to see that, Sarah. But also what I'm excited about as we get closer for Broncos football, I think it's important that everybody in Broncos country keeps an eye on some of the storylines here from Week 11. Even though the Broncos don't play, there's things that you need to pay attention to for the second half of the season, and in particular this week as it pertains to the AFC West. Sarah Benger, myself, we're going to talk about it coming up here in just a moment. But let me tell you about Built Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, the best protein bar that is out there on the market today. And you get no qualms from Sarah and myself. Peanut butter brownies, my favorite. I know Sarah likes the coconut puff. He also has the banana cream pie puff as well. I mean, they have a wide variety of different flavors. Okay. So originally at Built Bar, they have nine amazing, delicious flavors, but they always have an unlimited time flavor that you can check out at built.com today, whether it's a puff. I know that the built protein balls are coming back as well. They have built broth. They have a whole variety of products you can try at built.com. But the reason I go to Built Bar, ladies and gentlemen, is because it's a healthy tasting protein bar. It is the healthiest protein bar that is out there on the market. And it's not like other protein bars that taste like chocolate or waxy stuff. It is legitimately soft, 100% milk chocolate that when you take a bite into it, it melts in your mouth. It is fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, they can take 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar. And I'd like you and your family, as we approach Thanksgiving, we approach Christmas, we've got Black Friday coming up, we got Cyber Monday coming up. Be sure to check out Built.com for some of the deals that they have, but you can also get 15% off your order today when you use promo code LOCK15. Once again, LOCK15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at Built.com. And our good friends over there, Better Online.ag as we approach week 11 of the NFL season. BetOnline has a brand new updated website and user interface that makes it easy for you to get in the game. And they remain the number one spot for all things pro basketball and pro football, ladies and gentlemen. So head to the website on your desktop or the mobile device. And when you sign up today for the first time, use promo code LOCKDOWN. They're going to give you a 50% welcome deposit bonus on your first sign up today at BetOnline.ag. From basketball, football, baseball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. You don't want to miss out on all the amazing offers that BetOnline has for the 2020 season bet online where the game starts 
All right, sir, as we jump into the fourth quarter action, today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, getting into some of these storylines to watch as we approach it. And obviously on the next episode that we have that's coming out on Monday, we're really talking about goals that this Broncos football team will have. So if you have any goals that you want to send in to Sarah or myself, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Lockdown Broncos on Twitter, make sure you send your goals that you have for this team in the second half of the season. We'll try to answer them on air. But Sarah, storylines to watch here in week 11. Look, I, I think that as we talked about, we're going to watch football. We're going to relax this week but the biggest thing i think broncos fans this week need to be watching the afc west because as it stands right now sir the kansas city chiefs are top of the division they have a six and four record the chargers have a five and four record the raiders have a five and four record and the broncos have a five and five record this division is still essentially wide open for anybody from the bottom team to the top team right now in the afc west and while some teams are playing better in denver right now denver still realistically has a chance until they don't and that's how we're going to continue to operate here i understand where broncos fans frustrations coming into but the storylines to watch look you have a sunday night football matchup the los angeles Chargers on the road taking on the pittsburgh steelers who Steelers last week, they were dealing without not having Ben Roethlisberger. Still could be the case this week. Mason Rudolph could get the start. And then you also have the Chargers, who will be without Joey Bosa in this matchup due to COVID. And they're also kind of banged up as well. But they're going to play a physical Steelers defense, Sarah. And then they got to come to Denver next week. This is an interesting game to watch. It definitely is. And I think that for sure, if Ben Roethlisberger plays, there's a, there's a, a chance that the Chargers lose. I think if he doesn't play... You know, I, I would pretty much personally just write the Steelers off in that game. So yeah. the hope, obviously, from the Broncos' perspective is, of course, that Roethlisberger plays in that game. The Chargers have been so weird. I feel like they've been so, like, revered by everybody. To see them with a 5-4 and four record coming off of a pretty ugly loss to the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, I feel like the, if there's teams that, you know, we constantly harp on teams that are underrated. You know, we talk about all the or overrated, excuse me, but – the Chargers don't often get lumped in with the overrated NFL teams. They're extremely overrated, in my opinion. Cody, like you mentioned, they're dealing with some injuries and whatnot. But, man, five and four, when we were talking, there was a number of people. I don't name names here, but there was a number of people saying Chargers Super Bowl this season, like Justin Herbert MVP. And, of course, Justin Herbert is playing just fine. That offense is capable of absolutely going off. But, to me, the, the Chargers are very overrated at this point. So they've got a, a lot to prove against a solid Steelers team. Well, then we look at the Las Vegas Raiders, who we saw at the beginning of the season. I think we all had the common agreement, like, hey, this Raiders team, they're no slouch. Like, they have a pretty solid football team. Their defense is much more improved. Obviously, they've been dealing with distractions left and right. And I know my, uh, you know, our boy Q, your boy Q, uh, he is, uh, he's dealing with all that stuff there, covering the Las Vegas Raiders there. But looking at the matchup they have against the Cincinnati Bengals, this is a, a game of, like, which teams are you going to get between the Bengals and the Raiders, right? The Bengals have had moments where they're the hot team in the NFL that they're dog walking the Baltimore Ravens then you have the Raiders who just for some reason plummeted and are making critical mistakes and they made the Kansas City Chiefs last week look like the Chiefs of old so there's so much like how do we read into this well you factor in that matchup the Broncos they're going to get some good film on the Raiders they're also on the Bengals who they're going to have to play here shortly as well to open up the second half of the season Sarah so a uh, good little film study right there that players could potentially watch but you know you, you're you're pulling for the Bengals in this situation because obviously the more losses that these teams have in the division and ideally our hope is that the AFC West they don't win a game this week and that helps the Broncos chances because it puts everybody there at really in a tie there you know Kansas City obviously have one more game played they'd be six and five but man I tell you what I would be completely for that happening I think it would cause chaos so there's that game but let's talk about the one game I think everyone's going to be watching and that's going to be the Cowboys against the Chiefs 
Sarah, a lot of people are talking about the Chiefs offense coming back. The Chiefs finally getting in rhythm last week against the Raiders. They're playing a Cowboys team that absolutely just went off against the Atlanta Falcons last week after the Broncos smacked them in the mouth. I, I personally believe that the Cowboys are going to dog walk the Chiefs in this game. I, I don't think it's going to be close. I think they're going to destroy them. That gets me excited, Cody, even just hearing you say that. I hope that happens. That's my that's everyone's hope, right? In Broncos country. We are honorary Dallas Cowboys fans this week. And if you're not, you need to check your pulse. Make sure you make sure your heart's still beating. Make sure you're still alive. Because if you're not rooting against the Chiefs this week and you can't swallow your pride and root for the Cowboys as much as so many people hate the Cowboys, you gotta figure that out. But the Cowboys, man, they they are a good team and I think the Broncos obviously they caught them on a, a, maybe an off week but the Broncos played really well against Dallas but man them going up against Kansas City just feels like you said it feels like a really really good matchup for Dallas Dallas excels at creating turnovers on defense this season they've got guys that can attack the QB Mahomes has made some really wild decisions with the ball this season and it's costing him and the team and the, the Kansas City defense has been really bad it'll be fascinating to see how different Kansas City's defense looks against this Dallas offense we've seen kind of the revamped Kansas City defense right going with Melvin Ingram now coming off the edge sliding Chris Jones back to the interior D-line where he belongs that's kind of rejuvenated their defense but at the same time who have they really played besides Las Vegas who like you said they're dealing with so much right now these last this last month really month plus so I'm an Aaron Rodgers less Green Bay Packers yeah. the, the couple yeah. weeks before 13 total points uh, just total garbage, man. That that whole thing is the, the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> needed a gift at the time and they got it. So whatever. And, and I think that it's obviously this weekend it's going to be put to the test. Like you're going to get put through the fire and, and proved one way or the other, whether or not you're a, a really, really good team or whether or not your your winning streak was based off of circumstances rather than your team actually figuring it out. One well, another storyline to kind of take a look at as we close out today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Denver's seven games remaining are going to be interesting. You have a game against the Detroit Lions. You have a game against the Cincinnati Bengals. As we talked about, sometimes we don't know what team that they're going to be. We don't know what team the Broncos are going to be. That's also another thing we have to factor in. But five of those seven games remaining for this team are against AFC West Division opponents. You've got a matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. You've got two matchups against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you're going to play the Chargers starting next week, and then you're going to play the Chiefs after that. I mean, it's going to be a tough gauntlet, and that's a road game too for the Broncos. That's one of those morning, you know, early 11 a.m. Mountain Time kickoffs, and then you play the Chargers twice as well, you know. And then, yeah, I mean, it's just, and then you close out the season with Kansas City in games that I mean could have major implications. So hopefully, the Broncos here, seven games remaining, can go on a winning streak, Sarah, and and play consistent football the way that they did against the Dallas Cowboys and the way that they've shown in some games. But it depends on what Broncos team is going to show up and how they can weather the storm. But I mean, Sarah, there's so many things that are out of our control. It's easy for us to see here and say, hey, they should do this. Hopefully, they can do this. But the reality is. There's so many moving pieces. It's really hard to gauge. And that's it's been a really weird NFL season. In Broncos country, we understand your frustration of the losing, you know, ness, the losing nature where the teams have come in and been inconsistent. But, you know, Sarah Benger, myself, we love covering the Broncos. We love talking with you guys and girls all across Broncos country. It means a lot to us, your interaction. So in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Broncos here in the Lockdown NFL Network. You can subscribe and get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format. If you want to watch us on your TV, your phone, 
your computer screen. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Turn on notifications. Stay engaged in the comment section. Sarah and I will respond. We'll interact with you as well. We appreciate your insight and your opinions. Broncos country, it matters. Enjoy your weekend. No Broncos football this week. We'll be back on Monday to talk about the goals for the second half of the season for this Denver Broncos team. Send in your goals as well at Cordy Work NFL at Lockdown Broncos at Sarah Bencher. We'll see you on Monday for a brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.